Here's a story of a man named Bruncey who covers Husker sports boys and girls like football and basketball, even weightlifting like front squats and curls. Then one day, good old Bruncey called a talk show and acting on what they thought was a hunch. John and Josh wanted to start a family and now we get to talk to Michael Brunts. It's Michael Brunts. Michael Brunts. Now we get to talk to Michael Brunts. I just realized something. This whole time I've been operating with my uh, computer unplugged, and so it was running on battery, and I didn't want that to happen. Oh, so you're, you didn't want a crotch shot? Is that what was yeah, going I on Yeah, I didn't. There? I didn't want this whole thing going on where I'm moving the deal down yeah. and up and down, you and I'd be, be leaning like over like this going back. Yeah. 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 Hi, like... Brunts. Hey, Brunts. Hey, guys. You just walked Sorry, in on us, you know. Your battery. Yeah, indeed. Well, now, now, now my computer is charging properly, and uh, fortunately I had plenty of battery left. I could have lasted to the end of the Grom, but, you know, I just, I like, you know, when I'm sitting down and I'm near a power, I like to power my That's stuff up. That's not good up. for your like... computer battery, though, John. What, to charge it? Yeah. yeah. No. You're supposed to, it's supposed to go all the way down and then all the way back up and all the way down and all the way back up. Right, Brunts? Did you get the Did you get the little low key flex there from John about his battery life? I could have made it to the end of the show, no yeah, problem. Yeah, even Look though he didn't. Big battery guy. Yep, indeed. I am big yeah. battery guy. Uh-huh. Hey Brunts, I saw something today. I I don't know if you've heard these rumors, but oh. it sounds like your boys, your Denver Broncos, are getting new uniforms next year. What? Oh, yeah. Tell me, yeah. more, John. Um. Uh, now, uh, are they I, I going like to... back to the good ones? Oh, well, yeah. are they? They they are going to have a set of those. They'll have a throwback, so they they will have them, but they won't be the permanent ones. the uh, The permanent ones. Um, I, oh I mean, my the, gosh! What the horse? The, the horse head is still going to be there, but the changing the helmets to white. Oh, and the the jerseys look goofy. Yeah, they've got like a Rocky Mountain motif oh, on the Brunson, sleeves. It looks like you combined to be the Colorado Rockies and the Broncos at the same time. Oh, that, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, the, see, that, that's why they like, should just like, go. Yeah, go ahead. Even bro. the color, the the color, like the ones where they wear the all orange, like even that one is better than like what they wear normally. But I, I would, I would very much welcome a return to the early nineties. You know, the, the, the blue helmet, the actual real yes. blue helmet. Yeah, Brunts, I watched uh, I watched The Drive recently on mm-hmm. Twitter uh, because, I, I don't know, I'm a weirdo. Uh, man, those uniforms were so good. They were. Yeah. They were so good. That baby blue helmet, gorgeous. Yeah. there's. I, I, I'm sure it's just nostalgia doing its thing, but there's a lot of uniforms from that era of the NFL that are significantly better than what they've got now. Yes. Like, with with few exceptions yeah 100% no I would agree I, I, it's hard to hard to argue um, well while you know the Broncos have a heightened sense of urgency to change their uniforms Matt Rule earlier uh, in an interview with Tom Chattel talked about having a heightened sense of urgency for this upcoming football season what what does that feel what does that mean to you when Matt Rule says that a heightened sense of urgency what's the the thing they always say that uh 
yesterday's price is not today's price or something like that. Price of the brick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, He had a quote in his February press conference, or early February press conference, where there was like a, it was just kind of a throwaway line, but he was basically, he made reference to the Maryland game and the the final play where, where they throw the pick and, you know, they're kind of hemming and hot. You know, they kind of took the, the coaching staff kind of took um, responsibility for the play call. Um, but he, he basically said, like, that's a play that every college football team runs and scores on. Hmm. And they're they're at the point now in year two where you, you just got to make the play like everybody makes that play or a lot of teams are able to make that play. And that, that to me was kind of an example of. You know, I think a good example of maybe what, how they're kind of raising the bar or trying to. It's like, you know, you can kind of make excuses in year one and, and you know, kind of take some arrows on some calls and things like that. But at some point, you just got to go out and do it. And I, I think that's kind of where they're at now. Um, you know, I, I think just going into the spring, I mean, you look at the roster, the number of guys that they have. They, they, they kind of have to ramp things up a little bit, I think, to kind of figure out who's in and who's out because they've got a lot of guys from that roster. I mean, you know, everybody asks how they're going to get to the 85 number. They're going to get there, but I think they've got to figure out, you know, who, who's making that jump with them from year one to year two. And I, I think that's the, the sense of urgency. I mean, I, I think that's kind of a natural thing when you set yourself up to, to go to a bowl game and then you go over in November. I mean, I, I just think the, the that the way that the season ended, I think, just kind of naturally signals that you know expectations are a little bit higher and, and everybody's got to do a little bit more um, in this off season. Yeah, and Brunt, along those lines, I heard an interesting question on the morning show today. I can't remember if it was Gary or Nick who asked it, but it was essentially why has Matt Rule handled a losing season in year one? so much better than the coaches that came before him. Because if you go back to Callahan, he did it. He was sub-500. Mike Riley was sub-500. Scott Frost was sub-500. And I'm at rule. And yet for the other three, it did seem to have this, like, it it hung over the program, I think, in a different way. Part of that obviously had to be timing, right? Like Callahan was the first to do it since the Mm -hmm. 50s or 60s. Um, So I guess it explains it from that reason. But the urgency conversation that you just had, it just seems different this time around, and I'm trying to figure out why. Yeah, it's interesting, too, because, you know, year one of the rule era ended very differently than year one of the Frost era. I mean, you remember the way they kind of closed the, the 18 season going into the off season? It was kind of like, okay, you you stub your toe out of the gates, but you finished on an upward trend. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, you know, the, the, the year kind of ended with a thud, um, you know, for, for rule and his staff in the, in the first year. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's, I've thought about this a little bit, and I don't know. He's got experience with it, you know? Like, you go back and look at what they did at Baylor, what they did at Temple off that first year. I mean, they've they've kind of, you know, not had that immediate success. And I, I think when you kind of had to go through that and, you know, refocus things and, and kind of double down on, on your approach, you, you kind of get a little bit more comfortable with that. Um, you know, I, I think he had some, some comment that, you know, they, they, they basically, you know, they double down on the process. You kind of take your lumps early on for the payoff later. And I, I think, you know, for for at least how they've done things at other places, they're, they're kind of on schedule, if not a little bit ahead. So I, I think that's maybe where 
the comfort lies a little bit. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but it, he's got, I think, a better sense of what it means to be the head coach of Nebraska than a lot of his predecessors have had. And, and I think he's pretty good at reading the room and understands, you know, what, what the expectations are. And, and you know, he's out, out enough that, that he gets what the conversation is. So I, I think it's kind of a combination of all that. Um, and, and, you know, now they're, they're going into year two of this thing. And I, I think, you know, even though they, they had stubbed their toe a little bit, there's still this feeling over there that they're on the right track. Michael Brunt's joining us, Husker247.com. It's not something we haven't really talked about much, but obviously with the offensive staff reshuffling and and bringing in Glenn Thomas to coach the quarterbacks, uh, help out with coordinating the offense, but it also shifts Marcus Satterfield over to the tight ends position. And I wonder if this could finally be the thing that unlocks what really historically has been an underachieving position group. And this is going back several coaches, um, you know, the last decade or so. But when you've got your number one offensive head coach or assistant coach, specifically coaching tight ends, if this could be the thing that maybe unlocks that group, also knowing that you've got a pretty good, talented guy coming in in the recruit next recruiting class. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it helps. Um, you know, I, I think when you've got you know a like the the guy that runs that group is calling plays. I mean, I, I think you probably think about it a little bit differently because it's, it's in front of you every day. Um, and, and I think, you know, that was kind of the idea that Nebraska or Matt rule had all along with having a separate quarterbacks coach um, is, you know, you, you get a little bit kind of a different look at things um, when you're, you're not just kind of locked in on the quarterbacks. So it, it's an interesting group. I mean, you mentioned Carter Nelson and, you know, you've got Thomas Fedoni coming back. Um, you know, they like Luke Linden Meyer. Um, Forfeiture coming back too. I mean, it, but the guys that they brought in with that group, the the recruiting class this past year, it's you know a lot of different body types, uh, guys that I think can probably help right away uh, if, if things kind of break right for them when they get to campus. And yeah, I mean, I, I, I that group more than any every year, I feel like I always have to kind of pump the brakes and kind of you know say we'll we'll see it when we see it kind of a thing because. It feels like, like you said, it's been like three or four coaching staffs for the tight end thing just on a milk carton. But, I mean, maybe this is kind of what, what can finally help them uh, do that. I mean, it's got to be a piece of the offense, though. I mean, it, it's just been so lacking for years. Hey, Brunt, uh, later on in the Grum, we're debuting a new segment called Wooden Bats and Rubber Hats, where we talk some college baseball. And so I wanted uh-huh. to ask you a college baseball question because I'm curious what the takeaway is from the first weekend of the season for Nebraska. Like, it seems like there has to be some disappointment that they didn't finish 2-1 and one, given how the third game uh, of the weekend went. But, but it, I also sense a lot of uh, general positivity from the performance overall. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I don't think they played – you know, one and two, um, you know, I, I, th- I thought, you know, most of those games they were in control of for the most part, um, you know, you just, you know, gave up the lead at the end the last two days. And obviously that's something they got to get fixed. But I, I think the feeling over there is, you know, they're, they're making smaller adjustments uh, at the plate with the offense, um, you know, maybe kind of figuring out a couple of roles here and there um, with the pitching staff and when they bring guys in. But, you know, I, I, you know, Will Bolt had an availability today, and I think they were pretty encouraged by what they saw. Um, you know, I, I can't recall. Maybe they played up in Minnesota. Um, you know, three three teams of, of that caliber, but you know, the, these are three decent teams right out of the gates. 
they saw really good pitching right away, and they'll probably be better off for that. Um, you know, we'll see what's going to happen this weekend with four down in Arizona against Grand Canyon. But I, I think most, you know, the, the the coaches over there walked away fairly encouraged and probably, you know, kicking themselves a little bit that they didn't have more in the win-loss column to show for the way they played. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? Bill Belichick will be a featured speaker at the Nebraska Football X's and O's Clinic in early April. Mm -hmm. Uh, They put out the advertisement earlier on uh, social media. So Bill Belichick, who, by the way, I don't think has ever worn a a red hoodie before, but they have him photoshopped in a red hoodie. Pretty impressive, I, and this isn't the first time. I know he did a. I know he was here a couple of times when uh, when uh, Bo Pelini was the head coach. But uh, mm-hmm. Bill Belichick showing up uh, for a coach's clinic is pretty cool. Yeah, no, they uh, that's that's a big pull for them. Um, and I know he's got a you know close relationship with Matt Rule, obviously. But that uh, kind of catches your eye a little bit. I mean, that, that's with Matt Rule's kind of connections, you would think that they'd be able to find some some pretty big names if they could get him to Lincoln. So that, that'll that be cool. Uh, I'll be curious to kind of hear how uh, talkative he is. Um, mm. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That, that, that's uh, that, that certainly, you know, raised my eyebrows a little bit. Yeah, that'll be, uh, I believe, what is it, April 5th and 6th, I believe is what that poster says. I got to yes. zoom in on it here. Yeah, yeah, April 5th and 6th. I like the F uh, on featuring. It looks like the NBA Finals logo F. Very ooh. cool. Oh, I thought you were going to mention the fact that, you know, Nebraska never misses a chance when they see an N in a word that they highlight it in red. Oh, that too, John. That too. Good call. The N in clinic is highlighted in red. Nice and red. Very so, cool. Yeah. Very, Very cool. Red. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Michael Brunts, Husker 24-7. Appreciate it as always, Bruntsy, and uh, sorry about the Broncos uniforms. Uh, maybe, maybe they'll change their minds. Yeah, well, everything else stinks there, so why shouldn't the uniforms, right? Bingo. Great call. <laughs> Fair point. Michael Bruns of Husker 24 Bye, Bruncey. All right. Com- coming up, Josh is going to let his let his dogs loose. It's so funny because you and I, again, we are in agreement, but I'm definitely the more fiery one about this today. Well, I, you know, I, no, I, I think listen, it's just because I, I started yelling at people and that just well, got me fired up. Yeah, I mean, I did not tweet about it. I yeah. responded to your tweet, but I did not tweet about it. I was prepared to get on my soapbox oh, today, yeah. but it sounds like you have grabbed said soapbox. Yeah. Well, either way, we'll tell you what we mean because yeah. it has to do with Matt Rule. It has to do with scheduling. More coming up from uh, CHI Health Center, where apparently the guys on the floor Shut are very up. loud today. Yeah, they are so loud. So it's just coming through your microphone? We're doing a radio show here. Yeah, well, I'm serious. sitting way up here in the hockey box. Yeah, I don't have any other microphone. No, I, I figured that was like the uh, the effects mic earlier. And so no, I no, like, oh, I, yeah. no, I don't have They are loud, either. man. I don't know if I've ever heard players warming up as loudly as they are. Tell them to shut up, John. Yeah, yell down. Hey, shut up! <laughs> 1620 The Zone.